What's up, guys? Jeremiah Young here with the Rise Food Ministry here for our Sunday night service. We're mixing things up. We're going to do a little bit different tonight. As you can see, we're not here together. We're all separated. We're all still here together in Christ. And we thank you for tuning in to our live stream. We just ask that you would share it. If you're on Instagram, hit the button, share it to your story, DM it to people. If you're on Facebook, share it to your profile. It would mean a lot to us to get this message out. We're talking tonight, and we just thank you guys for being here with us. I'm going to pray us in, and Ethan's going to lead us through worship. Let's pray together. God, we thank you, and God, we praise you for this night. And though we may not be here together, we ask that you and your Holy Spirit will be in this place and be with everyone watching, wherever they are. God, we know that you are still good. You are still on the throne. You are still here with us, and we thank you and we praise you. God, we want your will to happen, not ours. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God's worship with us. I'm glad you all came out uh, and are watching this, even though we're remotely separated, which uh, I'm sure is frustrating to a lot of you. Um, I just want you, I want to stress that in this moment, just, I know we're all dealing with a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of fear in this uncertain time. I just want you to, wherever you are, just take this moment, just let go and worship God. There's no, no, nothing better to do when we're stressed, when we don't know the answers, uh, when we're looking for the cure. Um, is we should just always go to God. And I just ask that wherever you are right now, just let go of all distractions, anything that would hinder you from just fully encountering God in this moment. That you just let go of it all and just, just worship. So, here we go.
Oh, oh, oh. 
While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I know that we want to bear fruit. We want to know what it looks like to be connected genuinely to Him. And tonight is the night that I believe He's going to show you how to be connected to Him. Hey, listen, though, as we get started, I believe there are some foundational truths, foundational principles, essential principles to consider before we hop into what it looks like to connect. These foundational truths are first, we are called to connect with Christ. Second, we are called to connect with others. And that's exactly what we're doing by offering this time so we can connect with you. And on Wednesdays, we do Zoom small groups so we can connect with you because spiritual, spiritual isolation is not an effective way to stay healthy and to grow. And social isolation is not a way to grow. And so we just want to connect with you. So first, connect with Christ. Second, connect with others. And the third thing that this calls us to do is to cut off every unfruitful connection immediately. Cut off every unfruitful connection Immediately, Everything that is not helping you see Christ is hindering you from seeing Christ. So we must cut off everything that hinders us from seeing Christ. The Bible goes as far as to say that if your eye causes you to sin, gathered out your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Because of the fact that it want, Christ wants us to bear fruit and to be connected to Him. And so as we walk through this idea of connection, I have three truths for you to determine and maximize your connection. To determine and maximize your connection. The first point, I know it's a little catchy and how it is not, not in a way to be cheesy or not in a way to try, to try to try to do too much, but just in a way to memorize it. I hope that you will write these down or jot these down in your notes, that you would chew on these throughout the week because these are some big points. Some of these may come across as pretty heavy, but these are life-giving and hope-filling points. So would you just jot these down? These three points to help you determine and maximize your connection. The first point is reflection begins your connection. What does that mean? What I think on plants the seed of what I begin to get connected to. As a man thinking in his heart, the word says, so he becomes. So it's important to consider what are we thinking on? What are we thinking on throughout the day? Maybe you're like, I'm just thinking on food. When's the next time I'm going to eat? When's the next time I'm going to go out to eat? Or maybe you're, for you, you've been thinking on a lot of future success. You've been thinking on plans or working out, or you've been thinking on frustrations, or you've been thinking about social media, or you've been thinking about why that person's not texting you back. And if we're thinking about all the things of this world, and we're so busy thinking about the things of this world, we will miss out on being planted and connected with Christ. Before we ever get connected, we need to ask ourselves, what am I thinking about most? Because whatever you think about is what you begin to get connected to. So if I'm thinking about, maybe if I'm thinking about school, then I get connected to my homework so that I can make good grades. If I'm thinking about sports, then I'm going to get connected to sports so that I can play and develop good habits. Whatever you reflect on is what you begin to connect to. So what are you reflecting on? And don't buy the lie that thinks that I can think poorly and achieve greatly because that is not true. 
It, listen, connection will also determine your direction. You cannot be connected to the wrong things, have the wrong thoughts, and end up in the right places. If you have the wrong connection, you will always end up in the wrong direction. We have to ask ourselves, what am I thinking about the most? What am I reflecting on as I wake up in the morning? That shows what I'm beginning to get connected to. Am I thinking about that relationship all the time? Am I always thinking about my body and working out? And these things are okay to think about. But when these things are all that we think about, instead of Christ, we're setting ourselves up for failure. We have to examine our reflections and what we're thinking on. Are we thinking on what's, what's in this world and what's going to pass and what is temporary, what's non-essential? Are we thinking about the heavenly things? Are we thinking about the things that God has called us to? The life and life in abundance, His Holy Spirit. Listen, it's not always easy. I had to do it a lot. Yesterday, it just hit me. Just all out boredom hit me. I got in a bad mood. I got in a bad attitude. We were going on a walk. I just didn't want to talk. I was so bored. I felt like I wasn't accomplishing anything. I felt like I couldn't see people. And for me, my personality, not seeing people, I just hate it. I felt like, oh man, everybody just takes me now. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I just got in a bad mood. And I started thinking about, oh, this person didn't taste bad. Oh, this person. This person didn't even show. This person's not asking how I'm doing. Oh, this person. I'm sure this person's not even missing church. I'm sure this person's living in sin. And because of the fact that my mind started thinking about those things, I started feeling miserable. I started trying to get connected to gossip. I started trying to get connected to frustration and anger. But it started with my reflection. What you reflect on is what you begin to connect to. Listen, you can't think poor thoughts and end up in great places. We've got to be able to think great thoughts, think the heavenly things. Think about the things not of this world that are temporary, but fix our mind on the heavenly reward, on the heavenly treasure, on the goodness of God. I try to do that repetitively throughout the day. It was kind of hard, but I've got to fix my mind on the things that are above. Now, sometimes we've got this idea and understanding that, well, I'm just going to follow my feelings, and I don't feel like it. And so I'm going to let my mind go where my feelings go. So if my feelings are down, and I'm upset, and I'm frustrated, and I'm stressed, then I'm going to start to think about those things. But there are some times in your faith and you just got to rise up and you got to say, I'm going to fix my mind on the goodness of God. Yes, I can complain. Yes, I can be frustrated. Yes, I can be tired. But I'm going to fix my mind on what is praiseworthy. I'm going to fix my mind on God's goodness. I'm going to fix my mind on the fact that I still do have a house to live in. I'm going to fix my mind that I still have a, a heavenly home and eternal security. I'm going to fix my mind on the fact that He's given me freedom and good health. I'm going to fix my mind on all the good things that God is doing instead of fixing my mind on the temporary things of this world. If we want to know what we're going to be connected to, it starts with reflection. Reflection begins connection. Reflection begins connection. The second point of it, and I'm going to fly through these two, but I pray that these would minister to you, and I pray that these would help you. Affection sustains connection. What are you affectionate about? What are you excited about? I mean, what do you look forward to the most? I mean, I mean, what is it that really drives you? That really motivates you and encourages you and empowers you and inspires you? Because that's going to sustain your connection. And the moment that you lose affection, you're going to stop the connection. And the moment that you lose the excitement, you're going to find something else to plug into. But what are you affectionate about? Maybe for you, they're good things. Like for me, I can think of my wife. For me, I can think of sports, physical health. Maybe a TV show, a relationship, or a friendship. And you're affectionate about these things. And that's what sustains your connection. That continued passion and continued affection. You know, it also shows what we're connected to. What we're affectionate about. What we're affected by. 
So if you tell me right now that Disney Plus is going to end, I wouldn't be too affected. I'm not that affectionate about it. I wouldn't be affected by it. If you tell me right now, Molly Cyrus is not doing any more tours, I probably wouldn't be affected because I don't keep up with her. And that shows that I'm not connected with her. But if you told me the NBA is going to end, I thought it was the end of the world. I didn't know how I was going to make it. And then didn't March Madness is canceled. I had no clue how I was going to get through because I was connected to that. I was connected to watching that. I was engaged in watching that. And so what you're affectionate about, what you're affected by, sustains your connection. What you're affectionate about shows what you're truly connected to. So what does that mean? If you're affectionate and passionate about Christ, it would probably demonstrate that you're connected to Him. If you're not affectionate and not passionate about Jesus, it would probably show that you are not connected to Him. Whatever you stay connected to is often what you are most affectionate about. And I want to ask you real quick, are you still affectionate about Jesus? Are you still passionate about in love with Jesus? Are you still affectionate about the lost coming to know Him? Are you still affectionate about His, his life and His miracles happening through you? Are you still affectionate about His kingdom and His truth being expressed through you? Are you still affectionate about reading His Word? Are you still affectionate about spending time in prayer? Are you still affectionate about worship? Or are you just kind of, kind of casually approaching them? I've got to do this. I've got to get through this. I've got to get my quiet time in today that I'm done. I just want to pray and declare that you would just have an affection for Jesus. That you would have a passion and affection for Jesus. Yes, we can have an affection to things of this world and get excited about things of this world. That's okay. But when we get more excited about the things of this world than Jesus... There is a huge problem. And we need to determine what most excites us. What do we most look forward to? Yes, it's okay to have an affection for family. It's okay to have an affection for TV shows that you like and enjoy. But more than anything, we need to have a raging affection for Christ. And to have a apparent, bold affection for Jesus. Do you still have an affection for Him? You know, your real gods will always show in times of need, passion, or hurts. When you need something, you'll, it's what you run to. What you're affectionate to run to is what your God is. Maybe for you that's food, like it was for me many times. Or maybe for you that's social media. Maybe for you, for you that's a relationship that, or a friendship that doesn't glorify Christ. And it's in your time of need that you run to something that maybe is not God honoring or God glorifying. That shows what your affection is about. It's in your times of passion. When you get excited, what do you, what do, you do in your excitement? Or what are you most excited about doing? That shows what your affection is about. Or it's in your times of hurt. When you're hurt by someone or something, what do you run to for peace and security and satisfaction? I pray that you wouldn't run to the security of the things of this world. Because they will fade. And as soon as this life ends, they will not be in your corner. But you serve a God that will be eternal in your corner. And I pray that you begin to grow affectionate towards Him and for Him. He died on the cross to forgive you of your sins many years ago because He's affectionate about loving you and demonstrating His love for you. He saw worth and He saw value in you. You are not worthless. You are not defeated. You are not done. You have not missed out on God's calling. You have not missed out on God's purposes. God is still moving. God is still working even when you can't feel it. Even when you don't believe it. Even when you don't see it. God's got plans for you. And God wants to show you His grace and show you His goodness. But when is the last time that you got excited about Jesus? Yes, he says daily that you are worth it. But are you saying daily, God, you're worth it? 
You're worth my time when I get up in the morning. The first thing I'll run to is not Instagram. The first thing I'll run to is not some text message in a group chat. The first thing I'll run to is a living God who can love me like no one else can in this world. I pray that you would have an affection to run to Jesus. Before you start your day and when you end your day, that you would have an affection to run for Jesus. And the last truth about connection and maximizing your connection is projection is a byproduct of your connection. What are you projecting or what are you producing? What are you projecting and producing with your life? Yes, we started out, I'm going to run through these real quick. We started out, reflection begins connection. So what you think about begins what you get connected to. What you're affectionate about sustains what you're connected to. And then the last part of this is projection. What you project or produce is a byproduct of what you've been connected to. So here's what I'm going to ask you. What have you been producing lately? What actions in your life have you been producing? Maybe anger, like I was yesterday. Frustration. Maybe it's depression, discouragement, anxiety, lust. What are your actions leaning towards? Because it's a byproduct of what you're connected to. Many times we try to fix the, we try to fix the surface level and it's a deep root issue if we're connected to the wrong things. Many times I'm, I'm angry because I, I'm, I'm around people and I'm connected with people who are always gossiping. And I'm connected with people who are always talking bad and, and who are always frustrated. Or maybe you're, you're in lust and you're, you're connected in lust and, and you don't know why and, and you're staying in lust. And it's probably because you're watching TV shows or listening to music that doesn't glorify Christ and it has those hidden innuendos in it. And you're projecting it and you're trying to fix what you're projecting but you need to fix what you're connected to. And I just want to ask you, what actions in your life are you showing Maybe for you, you're saying that uh, I love God, but, but I just hate people and I can't stand people. And you're projecting hate and, and, and distance. Anytime someone tries to get close to you, and the Bible says that it, it's a lie to say that you love God and hate your brother and sister in Christ. And you wonder why that you hate everyone else, but you're trying to love God. And it's because you're connected to the wrong things, that you're connected to self-hate. And so you're projecting hate towards everyone else. Or maybe for you, it, it, it's... I don't know, people pleasing and you're constantly having actions to please people and you're connected to the, those thoughts that say you're never good enough. You're connected to those thoughts that say you'll never measure up and never please people. I don't know what it is for you, but we need to consider our actions are very valuable and important. It's not enough to say we follow Christ with our lips and then live an opposite life with our lives and our actions. I remember even going to the Panama City Beach this one spring break and it broke my heart because I got to see and chat with a lot of people, but I got to see a lot of people who were, who were drinking as much as they can and doing as much craziness as they could possibly get down there. They got away to Panama City for spring break. They could do whatever they wanted. They could snore whatever they wanted. They could drink whatever they wanted. They could smoke whatever they wanted. And I remember talking to some of these guys. And I remember just asking them, do you know that Jesus loves you, that he got on a cross to forgive you of your sins, and he can give you hope and eternal life? And they can say it back to me, just as well as I was saying, yeah, I know Jesus, he, he got on a cross, yeah, I've already accepted and received Jesus, yeah, I live for Jesus, Jesus knows my heart, Jesus knows my heart, I think Jesus knows my intentions, and it was in that moment that the Holy Spirit just convicted me and pierced me. It's not about your intention, it's about your action. 
It's not about God. You standing before God one day and saying, God, you knew my heart. I wanted to live for you, but I, I just never did. I want. I, I wanted to live for you. You. You know my heart, God. You know my heart. It's about your actions on the day of judgment. They will be judged according to their works, as it says in Revelations, not according to their intentions. You can have the best intentions and still end up in hell. It's not about your intentions. It's about your actions. Do you have actions that demonstrate and show that you love God? If, if people were to watch you for the past two days, would they see with your actions that you love Christ? Would they see with your actions that you run towards Jesus through Scripture, through prayer, through the way that you love people? We have bought the lie sometimes in American culture to think that as long as I acknowledge that I follow Christ, that's enough. As long as I acknowledge that I follow Christ, I can go and live however I want. And that is a lie. That makes you miss out on the life that Christ wants to give you. That makes you miss out on the relationship that Christ has called you into with Him. Listen, you're not called to just acknowledge Him and then live however you want to live. Do whatever feels good. Do whatever sounds good at the time. You are called to follow Him with your life, not just with your lips. Don't talk about it. Don't know about it. Be about it. We will be judged according to our works. Yes, our relationship with Him. And I understand the thought that works, we can still be lost and doing a lot of good things and still not know Jesus. But our lives must look like Jesus' love. Our lives must produce action to show that we love and we live for Christ and Christ alone. Are you connected to Jesus? Are you really connected to Jesus right now? This is a question that I, I just want to close with. Are you really connected to Jesus? I mean, truly and genuinely connected in Him. Is He in you? And you're confident that you're in Him. If you're not connected to Jesus, would tonight just be the night that you would say honestly and clearly and upfront, straightforward, that you need to get back to be connected with Jesus? You need to start thinking about Him again, thinking about His goodness, thinking about His purity, thinking about His holiness. Then maybe you need to start get to a point where you can get affectionate about Him again. Get excited about Him. And then begin to act it out, live it out with your actions for Him. Are you connected to Jesus? Listen, I just want to, I just want to share with you real quick though, that if you're connected to all the things of this world and at the end of this life, you, you die and you stand before Him, none of those things can get you into heaven. But if you're connected to Jesus, if you're truly and genuinely in Jesus and confidently Allow Jesus to come and live inside of you. And you can be for sure that when you pass from this world that you can live with Jesus. Listen, Jesus saw our imperfection and our sin. We've all sinned and we've all fallen short of God's word. Because of our sin, we deserve hell. We deserve a punishment and the wrath of God. But Jesus steps in our place right where we deserve that punishment. And he said, because I love you so much, I want to die for you in your place. Because of your sin, I'm going to die. He died, and three days later, He rose again, and we celebrate that. Now He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God, and He calls out to you. Will you receive me? Will you connect with me? Will you let me connect with you? And all you've got to do right here is say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Live in my heart. I give my life to you. He didn't die on a cross and live such a brutal, and die such a brutal death. So that we can acknowledge Him with our lips and turn away from Him with our lives. He wants to be connected to you. When is the last time, listen, 
Let, let's just put it all, put everything else, every other thought aside, and every other thing we have going on later tonight aside. When is the last time that you were confident that you connected with Christ and that Christ connected with you? When is the last time you were 100% confident that I connected with Jesus? Jesus is connected with me. Jesus wants to connect with you. And if you've never connected with Jesus and you're not sure if you have a relationship with Him or not, would you just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Live in my heart. I want to be connected to you. All right, maybe for you, 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 you've just grown kind of distracted by all the things of this world. And you've been connected to a hundred things that don't even matter. And right now you're saying, why did I pour so much of my attention and energy into things that were temporary? And tonight for you, you just need to say, I need to reconnect with Jesus. I need to disconnect from these worldly things and relationships that don't honor Christ. And I need to connect with Jesus genuinely. Tonight is that night the Holy Spirit wants to connect with you and to connect you back with Jesus. If that's you, maybe you can just wait where Jesus, forgive me for connecting with other things. I want to connect back with you. What are you connected to? Would you connect to Jesus tonight? The author and perfecter of our faith, the source of life and joy and miracles and hope and faith and favor. God wants to connect with you. I pray that you would be obedient in this moment, faithful in this moment to connect with Christ as He desires tonight to connect with you. As we walk through maximizing connection, we need to start with our reflection. What are we thinking about? We sustain about our affection. What are we passionate about? And then lastly, what are we projecting? Produce, what are our actions in life showing? I pray that you would connect with Jesus again. I pray that Jesus would so boldly and lovingly convict you that you would connect with Him in an honest and powerful way. Listen, I just want to have this time to just pray over you as we close out tonight. And would you, no matter where you are, just open your hands just as a sign before God that you are ready to receive from Him whatever He's ready to give. Let us close out in prayer tonight. God, I thank You for Your love. I thank You for Your truth. I thank You for Your power and Your Holy Spirit. And I pray that in this moment, God, that we would examine what we're thinking about, our thoughts. We would examine what we're passionate about, our affections. We would examine what we're projecting and our actions. And we would see, is what I'm thinking about, is what I'm excited about, is what I'm producing, really showing that I'm connected to You. And if not, tonight, Lord, I praise You that You lovingly guide us back. You lovingly restore us back into intimate and honest relationship with You. That You're not a God that gives up on us. You're not a God that just beats it over our heads when we slide away, but you're a God that lovingly and recklessly pursues us. And so God, thank you for drawing us back into your presence. Thank you for drawing us near to you, for reconnecting us with you. Thank you for tonight, God, that you pursued us so greatly. And our response is to pursue you back and to, to connect with you. I pray that you would bless every student, bless every adult. Lord, that you would increase their faith, that you would increase their hope, that you would increase their joy and their strength. And that, Lord, they would be excited to live for you. And that, Lord, you would give us peace in this time of chaos and craziness. That we would be the hope that shines in this world, not because of our strength, but because we serve a living God. Thank you, God, that we get to worship you. And thank you that in this time when nothing else is going on, we have no option but just to seek you and to find that life, life and abundance that you provide. And so, Lord, we thank you for being good to us and giving us eternal life and eternal hope. We love you and we praise you. We pray that you would keep our Raj family and our Forks of Oak Baptist Church family 
safe and protected and healthy and at peace and hope in you. God, we thank you for our church family, even if we get to connect online with It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for connecting with us tonight. We look forward to connecting with you again in the future. We're going to do Zoom groups on Wednesday. We look forward to seeing what God is going to do through this and through Zoom groups. We will see you later. God bless.